Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له 
ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وما يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters In Surah Ibrahim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to Prophet Musa alayhi salam he says, وَلَقَدَ أَرْسَلْنَا مُوسَىٰ بِآيَاتِنَا أَنَخْرِجْ قَوْمَكَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِكُلِّ صَبَّارٍ شَكُورٍ Allah Jalla Jalaluhu says, Indeed, we sent Musa with our signs, saying, Lead your people out of darkness and into the light. وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ And remind them of the days of Allah. Surely in this are signs for those who are steadfast and grateful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam to lead his people out of the darkness of disbelief into the light of iman. To lead them from the darkness of oppression to the light of freedom and justice. And to lead them from the darkness of humiliation to the light of honor. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Prophet Musa alayhi salam, وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ And remind them of the days of Allah. What are the days of Allah? The days of God. The days of Allah refer to the days of trials, of slavery, of oppression. And they also refer to the days of delivery, the days of freedom, and the days of blessings. And in all of these, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِكُلِّ صَبَّارٍ شَكُورٍ In these are signs. For everyone who is exceedingly steadfast and exceedingly grateful, if you have sabr, patience, and if you have shukr, gratitude combined, then these will be signs for you that you can recognize. Responding to the trials properly requires sabr, and responding to the blessings requires. Shukr, and we always combine between these two. 
sabr and shukr, gratitude and patience. And we know that Prophet Musa alayhi salam fulfilled this divine command to take his people out of darkness into light and to remind them of the days of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions elsewhere in the Qur'an وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَىٰ لِقَوْمِهِ اذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ أَنْجَاكُمْ مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنِ يَسُومُونَكُمْ سُوءَ الْعَذَابِ He says, remember Allah's favor upon you. He's addressing his people. Remember Allah's favor on you when he rescued you from the people of Fir'aun who afflicted you with a dreadful torment. Dear brothers and sisters, we too have a share of that divine command. We too are to remember the days of Allah. Those days of Allah, those days of blessings and trials faced by Musa alayhi salam and Banu Israel. And the blessings and trials faced by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And throughout our history as an ummah, the blessings and trials that we have faced collectively after the passing of the Prophet ﷺ. Dear brothers and sisters, as you all know, we have entered once again into one of the months of religious and historical significance. We have entered in the month of Shahrullah al-Muharram, the month of Muharram, the month that marks the new Islamic year, the new Hijri year, which marks the migration of the Prophet ﷺ and the Muhajirun from Mecca to Medina. And so we begin this year of 1445 after the Hijrah, asking Allah Ta'ala to make this new Islamic year for us a year in which we too migrate. We too make our Hijrah our hijrah to Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In this month of Muharram, dear brothers and sisters, as you all know, it is a sunnah for us to fast in order to show gratitude for the establishment of justice and to bring to heart and mind the power of truthfulness and sacrifice. As for fasting in this month on the 10th, or a day before, or a day after, we have the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam who says, the tenth of Muharram was a day that the prophets fasted, so you fasted too. And in another narration, he says, fasting on the tenth of Muharram, which is today, fasting on the tenth of Muharram atones for a year of sin, and fasting on the ninth of Dhul Hijjah atones for two years of sin. So fasting on this day, dear brothers and sisters, is an expression of gratitude. An expression of gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, thanking Him for the blessing of rescuing Prophet Musa alayhi salam and his followers and destroying the tyrant Fir'aun and his forces. But in this month, we also remember the bravery, the determination, and the sacrifice 
of the grandson of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sallam, Imam Hussein radiyallahu anhu, who was martyred by the forces of the tyrant Yazid, al-zalim al-baghi, for standing up for justice and speaking truth to power. وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ Remind them of the days of God. The days of Allah apply to the blessings and trials experienced by the Prophet ﷺ and his companions during his earthly mission to establish La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. The days of Allah apply to the blessings and trials experienced by the Ummah as a whole. And the days of Allah apply to the blessings and the trials experienced by those who are closest to the Prophet ﷺ in lineage, in character, and worship, meaning his immaculate family, his Ahlul Bayt. Dear brothers and sisters, we should be very clear. It is from our fundamental aqidah our fundamental belief as Sunni Muslims to have deep love and respect for the family of the Prophet ﷺ. But sadly, in many masajid across the world, the mere mention of the Ahlul Bayt raises eyebrows and even casts a cloud of suspicion over the speaker as if he's propagating a sectarian agenda. But this is unfortunate and has created a spiritual drought, a spiritual drought where Muslims are disconnected from the Ahlul Bayt and don't know much about them at all. And we mention these virtues and some people get uncomfortable because they have unfortunately allowed sectarianism to shape their understanding. This is not a new problem, however. This problem has existed for a very long time. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah complained about this in some of his poetry that no matter what he says, he's always accused of something. If he praises Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, people claim that he is an antagonist towards the Ahlul Bayt. And he says, if and I praise Ali, they accuse me of being a sectarian. This is a problem. Some people are unfortunately uncomfortable with hearing about the manaqib and the fada'il, the virtues and merits of the Ahlul Bayt, the family of the Prophet ﷺ. And some hearts have been so affected by the sectarianism that it has led them to outright jealousy and bigotry. So to be clear, it is our fundamental belief that we as Sunni Muslims have to have love an attachment to the Ahlul Bayt for the sake of their grandfather sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we should also be clear that for a person to be blessed with the honor of tracing their descent to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be a sharif, a sayyid, to be from the Ahlul Bayt, this is taklifun wa tashrif. It is both an honor but it is also a very heavy responsibility. It is not just an honor with no strings attached. It is a heavy responsibility as well. They have a higher responsibility. And we as Muslims also have the added responsibility 
an added command to respect them for the sake of their grandfather sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. The position of normative Sunni Islam, Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, is that it is obligatory to have love and allegiance for the Ahlul Bayt out of love for their grandfather sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. The position of normative Sunni Islam, Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, is to acknowledge that the Ahlul Bayt have certain rights over the rest of the Ummah. It is from the position of normative Sunni Islam, Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, that we adopt a path between two extremes. Because what makes the path of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah normative Islam is that we avoid extremes. So the path of normative Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah Sunni Islam is the path between two extremes. What are these two extremes? The extreme of those who bear animosity towards the family of the Prophet ﷺ. The Nawasib who minimize their status, who may even curse them and denigrate them. And it takes different flavors. Some are worse, some are less worse, but it's all bad. That is one extreme. We also avoid the other extreme, which is the extreme of those who elevate the Ahlul Bayt to the rank of Usma, of infallibility, believing that they can do no wrong. And this is also an extreme, or elevating them at the expense of the Sahaba, Rudwanallahi alayhim. We avoid both of these extremes. We have the statement of Sayyiduna Abu Bakr as Siddiq, radiallahu anhu. Imam al Bukhari records in his Sahih that. Sayyiduna Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu said, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَقَرَابَةُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَسَلَّمَ حَبُّ إِلَيَّ أَنْ أَصِلَ مِنْ قَرَابَتِهِ He says, by the one in whose hand is my soul, it is more beloved to me to maintain the family ties of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم than my own. We go further into our history and we find the words of the great Imam, Imam Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi, rahimahullahu ta'ala, who said in his famous synopsis of our Sunni creed, he says, Man ahsan al-qawla fi ashabi rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam wa azwajihi al-tahirati min kulli danas wa dhurriyatihi al-muqaddasina min kulli rijis faqad bariya min al-nifaq. He says, whoever speaks well, of the companions of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam and his wives who were purified of every defilement and speaks well of his offspring who were sanctified from every impurity that person, he says, has been freed from hypocrisy فَقَدْ بَرِيَ مِنَ nifaq. They are free from hypocrisy Dear brothers and sisters, you have to have both you have to have both of these. Imam al-Ajurri, rahimahullah, he mentions in his work, al-Shari'a, that it is wajib, ala kulli mu'minin wa mu'mina, it is obligatory upon every believing man and woman, mahabbatu ahli bayti rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, to have love for the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. He says, meaning, banu Hashim, Ali ibn Abi Talib, his children and descendants, 
Fatima and her children and descendants, Hassan and Hussein and their children and descendants, Jafar al-Tayyar and his children and descendants, Hamza and his children, Abbas and his children and descendants. May Allah be pleased with them all. He goes on to say, these are the family of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. It is obligatory, wajib, on the Muslims to love them. He says, wajibun ala al-Muslimina mahabbatuhum wa ikramuhum wa ihtimaluhum wa husnu mudaratihim wa sabru alayhim wa du'a'u lahum. He says, it is obligatory, wajib, a religious command on you, he says, to love them, to honor them, to give them the benefit of the doubt, to treat them kindly, to bear patiently with them, and to pray for them. Dear brothers and sisters, Allah Ta'ala has praised the noble family of the Prophet ﷺ in the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Ahzab ordered the entire ummah to invoke salawat upon the Prophet ﷺ in the verse that you all know. Allah addresses Ahlul Iman, the people of Iman. Ya ayyu inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallam alayhi wa ala alihi Allah says, indeed Allah and his angels send salat upon the Prophet. O you who believe, invoke salat and abundant salutations upon him. The Sahaba knew what assalamu alaykum meant. They were used to saying assalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. That's how they would address him and greeting him. But when this verse was revealed, they were unsure. Well, what does it mean to invoke salat? Salat means dua, but what does it mean here in this case? So we find the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim where the Sahaba, Allah alayhim, went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and said, Ya Rasulullah, we know salam, but how do we invoke salat? Kayfa nusalli alayk? How do we apply this verse? And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa told them, Say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim and there's multiple variations of this dua in the tashahud that we say in every single salat. So you see, dear brothers and sisters, imagine someone who has their eyebrows raised and they get uncomfortable if someone talks about the Ahlul Bayt with mentioning the Ahlul Bayt and their good qualities, yet that same person is ordered by Allah Ta'ala and by the instructions of Rasulullah to send salat and salams upon them in every single prayer. That is what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa instructs us. So we have love. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa spoke about this love in a hadith recorded by Imam Ahmad with a sound chain. He says alayhi salatu wa salam, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَا يَدْخُلُوا قَلْبَ الرَّجُلِ الْإِيمَانُ حَتَّى يُحِبَّكُمْ لِلَّهِ وَلِرَسُولِهِ he says, by the one in whose hand is my soul, faith, iman, will not enter the heart of a man until he loves you all, speaking to his family, until he loves you all for the sake of Allah and his messenger. To love them 
is to love them due to their grandfather sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. To love them as a reflection of his character, of his worship, of his service, and his sacrifices. It is love that is not a claim made on the tongue. It is not something you simply say and leave in the heart. It has to manifest in your actions and your attitudes. And it is reflected in speaking well about them. And in having adab towards them. And in how we speak about them. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahimahullah mentions an al-Isaba fi tamyiz al-Sahaba. A narration from Durra bint Abi Lahab. Durra is the daughter of Abu Lahab. And Abu Lahab is from the line of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we know his fate. She's the daughter. She's a mu'mina. She's a believer. Her father, however, died upon kufr. But she's from the family. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar narrates that Durra bint Abi Lahab went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa one day and said, Ya Rasulullah, people are shouting at me and saying that I am the daughter of one who is fuel for the hellfire. Now before I continue with this narration, let me ask you, is that a true statement? Is it a true statement that Durra, the daughter of Abu Lahab, is the daughter of one who is fuel for the hellfire? It is a true statement, because he died upon kufr. It is a true statement. But people were using that fact to denigrate her, to make fun of her. So she goes to the Prophet ﷺ and complains. And the Messenger of Allah ﷺ became very angry. He stood up and he said, What is wrong with the people who harm me via my lineage and my kin? Verily, anyone who causes offense to my kin and my lineage has caused offense to me. And whoever causes offense to me has caused offense to Allah. This was towards those who spoke hurtful words about the daughter of Abu Lahab. What about those who speak hurtful words about the son-in-law of the Prophet Sayyidina Ali? What about those who say things about Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein, or those who minimize their virtues, downplay their good qualities, take what is a good quality and flip it upside down to make it seem bad? Subhanallah. There are some people, unfortunately, who are so allergic to any praise of the family of the Prophet wasallam that whenever they are mentioned in a good light, they mention things like the people were saying to Durra. They say things like, that you mention something good about the Ahlul Bayt, and they say, well, you know, Abu Lahab is also from the Prophet's family, and Allah revealed a chapter in the Qur'an telling us he's going to hell. You know, when Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu heard the Khawarij, those rebels, who kicked him outside of Islam, they used the verse of the Qur'an to justify their extremism. They said, Allah says, in الْحُكْمُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ Judgment is only for Allah. And to this he said, كَلِمَةُ حَقٍ أُرِيدُ بِهَا بَاطِلٍ That is a true statement. But the intention behind it is falsehood. And to those who always bring up these kinds of things, we say the same. 
Kerimatu haqqin uridu biha tanqis. A true statement by which a person intends to lower the one who is made high, to denigrate the one who is lofty. Wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah. Look at how ugly and low things can go when people get consumed by sectarianism. To put some of the greatest human beings ever, the Prophet's family, on the same level as Abu Lahab, a person who rejected Rasulullah, rejected Allah, and died upon kufr. Wallahi innahu lamin al-baghi wal-jahl. It is ignorance. Loving the Ahlul Bayt is a part of our religion. It is not the exclusive quality of a sectarian group here and there. It is ours. It is a part of our deen. It is a part of what it means to be a Sunni. You cannot be a Sunni. You cannot be from Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah if you don't love the Ahlul Bayt. So do not allow sectarianism to take you away from this important part of our religion. Dear brothers and sisters, we are to love and honor and respect them for the sake of their grandfather, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Our love for the Ahlul Bayt is because of who they are related to, Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. We are encouraged to learn about their lives, to learn about their struggles, to learn about their virtues. And we see in the Qur'an that Allah speaks about the family of the Prophet And in one verse he mentions that he wills to remove impurities from the Ahlul Bayt and to purify them. He says subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُذْهِبَ عَنْكُمُ الرِّجْسَ أَهْلَ الْبَيْتِ وَيُطَهِّرَكُمْ تَطْهِيرًا Allah only wills to remove from you, O people of the household, impurities and to give you an exacting, deep sanctification and purification. So purification, this indicates the fact that Allah wills purification for them. It indicates that many of the Ahlul Bayt may receive very severe tests and trials in this life. And that is a part of their purification. And we see that throughout history. Tested in carrying the message of their grandfather, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And one such test was on the day of Ashura, this day. The grandson of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wa sallam, Imam Hussein ibn Ali radiallahu anhu. Now it's important to talk about those events, to talk about the events of Karbala, because they have timeless lessons for us. But it has to be done in a sensitive manner and with proper directions. This is a story that every single Muslim should know because it has so many lessons about love and sincerity and sacrifice. Lessons which are forever relevant to the Ummah. But for now, we want to just get to know the person of that story. What can we know about the person of that event? the grandson of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Imam Hussein. Now we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to instill in us love for the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and proper adab. And we ask Allah to inspire us through their examples and to give us respect and reverence for them for the sake of their grandfather sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who has asked us to have that love for them. May Allah inspire us 
and increase us in that. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Hamdan kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan fihi kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda. Wassalatu wassalam al-atamman al-akmanan al-mutalaziman ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Amma ba'd. Dear brothers and sisters, who is this man? Who is this noble man? Imam Hussain ibn Ali radiyallahu anhu. Hussain ibn Ali. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam gave him his name. He is the younger brother of Hassan. And the name Hussein literally means the young or little handsome one. It is from Husn, from goodness. And the Prophet wasallam said many things about these two grandsons. In one narration he says, Al-Hassan wal-Husayn sayyida shababi ahl al-Jannah. That Hassan and Hussein are the leaders of the youth in paradise. This hadith is recorded by Imam Al-Tirmidhi, Imam Ahmad Al-Nasai and Ibn Hibban, the sound chain. But when you look in the history, you, you understand that Imam Hassan and Hussein both died much later in their life. They did not die as shabab. They did not die as young men. Imam Hassan was poisoned and Imam Hussein was murdered, but they were both older. So what does this hadith mean? The scholars in their commentaries on this hadith say that it means that Sayyiduna Hassan and Hussein radiallahu anhumah are the leaders of the youth of Ahlul Jannah, the people of Jannah, because they embody the youthful zeal and valor and bravery of the people of Jannah. In Arabic, a person who has those qualities is called a fata, and from that we have futuwa or chivalry. So in Jannah, we know that everyone is at the age of youth. So what this means, as Imam Al-Tibi says in his commentary, is that they are the leaders of the youth in this world who will be Ahlul Jannah, and they model the values of sincerity and sacrifice that youth should aspire to who are seeking the pleasure of Allah. So if you are a young person, a shab, and that lasts until you're 40, and you are aspiring to the path of paradise, you have a model in the sincerity and sacrifice of Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein radiallahu anhumah. In the Sunan of Imam al-Tirmidhi, we find a hadith with a Hassan chain that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said, Husaynun minni wa ana min Husayn, ahabba Allahu man ahabba Husayna, Husaynun sibtun min al-asbaat. He says, Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, Hussein is from me, and I am from Hussein. May Allah love whoever loves Hussein. Indeed, Hussein is one of the grandsons. When the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that Hussein is from me, and I am from Hussein, and he's one of the grandsons, he's not stating the obvious fact that he is just from his noble bloodline. Everyone knows that already. Everyone already knows that he's the grandson. Something else is meant here. In saying this, he is telling us that Imam Hussein reflects the Prophet's character 
and that he is among the most beloved to him. So if you love the Prophet ﷺ, you have to have a love for Imam Hussein radiallahu anhu. Imam Hussein radiallahu anhu received the aqiqah as a newborn from his grandfather sallallahu alayhi wa And the Prophet's blessed saliva mixed with the tahniq when he was given the date that he chewed, that he received from his grandfather. At the age of two, he was among those in the family who were a part of the mubahala, the challenge against some of the, the priests, the Christian priests that came to question the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he put them in a cloak, wrapped his kisa, his cloak around them. Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, and their father and mother, Imam Ali and Sayyidah Fatima Zahra. And he says, Meaning they are the elite, they are the elect of the family. He had that honor of being a part of the da'wah. And he grew up as a young boy witnessing the state of his grandfather the character of his grandfather, the guidance and truthfulness of his grandfather, the love of his grandfather. He grew up watching his father and his mother and his brother. This direct descent from the Prophet ﷺ and the son of one of descent from the Prophet ﷺ, the bravest of the Ummah, Imam Ali radiallahu anhu. Imam Hussein the son of Imam Ali, Imam Hussein, the son of Sayyidat Nisa al Alameen, Sayyidah Fatima Zahra, the beloved of the Prophet and the embodiment of the character of her father. So what can you say about someone whose mother is Sayyidah Fatima, whose father is Sayyidina Ali, whose brother is Sayyidina Hassan, and whose grandfather is Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What can you possibly say about such a person? Imam Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib ibn radiallahu anhu is given different honorifics, honorific titles by some of the ulama. They say he is Hafidh al-Shari'a al-Muhammadiyya, the safeguarder of the Sharia of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Mukhlisin, the Imam of the sincere. Hibb al-Rasul, the beloved of the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shaja'at al-Nabi, the embodiment of the bravery of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rayhan al-Nabi, the sweet basil of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qurratu ayn al-Batul, the sweetness to his mother's eye. Wahafidhu al-Islami wal-Muslimin, the safeguarder of Islam, upholding it and the rights of the Muslims. Dear brothers and sisters, it is very obvious. It is something that we acknowledge that Allah and his messenger are pleased with Imam Hussein. He opened his eyes from birth and the first people he sees are his grandfather, his mother, his father, and his brother. But Imam Hussein went through a lot. He sacrificed a lot. And he suffered a lot. He suffered and sacrificed, just like his father, just like his mother, just like his brother, and just like his grandfather, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. 
He lost his mother at a young age, just six months after the passing of his grandfather, sallallahu alayhi wa And some years later, his own brother, Imam Hassan, was assassinated, or his, his father, rather, was assassinated by extremists. And then years after that, his brother was poisoned. And he refused to support a tyrant king who only spoke the language of violence and terror. And he was forced to migrate. And he was killed for taking a stand against nepotism, taking a stand against the alteration of the deen of his grandfather, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in conclusion, dear brothers and sisters, we thank Allah Ta'ala on this day of Ashura, and we are fasting, hopefully expressing our gratitude to Allah for delivering Prophet Musa and Banu Israel from Fir'aun and destroying Fir'aun. And that is why we fast, to express gratitude. And gratitude is an expression of happiness. But we cannot help but to remember Imam Hussein on this day, because it was also the day in which he is martyred. But we also must realize that the sacrifices and tragedy at Karbala do not override the expression of gratitude spoken by the Prophet And this is natural, because as human beings with emotions, we can be happy and sad at the same time. You can be happy, for instance, if Allah blesses you to go to Medina, to visit the Prophet and the Masjid. You could be very happy. And at the same time as you're there, you can become sad when you reflect on the greatest tragedy that ever struck the Ummah which is the passing of the beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam we can combine between happiness and sadness it's a natural human thing we can be happy in expressing gratitude to allah ta'ala for allah's help to sayyidna musa and on the same day we can also feel sad and reflect on the martyrdom of imam hussein and that great tragedy and its lessons for us so we ask allah ta'ala to instill us with balance to instill us with love and respect towards the family of the Prophet We ask Allah Ta'ala to inspire us with their examples and to help us to respect them and to revere them out of honor and reverence for their grandfather so that the Prophet is happy with us for our love for his family on the Day of Judgment. May Allah make us people who are not allergic to learning about and benefiting from their great examples and life stories. May Allah revive that in our communities in the healthy way of balance between the two extremes. May Allah keep us away from all forms of sectarianism that seeks to draw us either this way or that way, away from the golden mean, the balanced way of love for the al and the ashab. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقوم إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله